Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. We're in a fast market, all right? We got Joel here. We got Dennis here. We got a lot going on. Obviously, we got to digest what happened yesterday, digest what happened overnight. We got Apple News. A lot going on today. Let's get right to it. We got a lot to discuss. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and Spencer Israel. Joel, Dennis, good morning. I know, Dennis, you're feeling us a tad under the weather, so we appreciate you fighting through uh, to, to hang out with us for, uh, for for the show today. Good morning to you both. Um, I, I, I mean, Joel, I feel like we should probably just start with, with your charts, right? Because uh, it, we, if you were with us at the close yesterday, you watched it happen live. Um, it was not uh, the kind of close anybody liked to see. Joel, why don't you walk us through that again? If, if for those that missed it, then you can walk us through what happened overnight, and then we can talk about yesterday some more. A uh, big reversal yesterday, a hundred and fifty point range. Uh, you had the Fed speak, and then you just you just started to erode the gains, and it's just started to cachet. Uh, got all the way down after hours under forty five hundred psychological level. Also, that is halfway back, folks. If you look at it, I mean, we're just. We just got back. I mean, we're not even back where we were at the beginning of October. So maybe this is the pullback. This is the dip to buy. This is it. But really, we've just given back half of the gains, I'd say, since October 1st. Uh, they bought They bought the close. The close was 0850. They ran it up to 52. And now we're just sitting out uh, mid-range. But I do like this 50%. I don't draw it that much here. So as long as we hold 4,500. We got a chance for a little bit of a rebound today. Uh, as far as the close goes, what I think what happened on the close and is nothing uncommon knowledge, but I think some people were just getting blown out of their accounts. I mean, I, on days like this, the clearing firms they look at things and they're like, "You're done. You don't have any money left. You don't. You got to. You know, you get the margin call in here, or you're out." And indiscriminate selling at the close. That's my theory. I'm, I'm not sure what the imbalances were, but that's what we're looking at. Let's get back over mid-range on the session. Love to take out the pre-market high and, man, at least settle you know, back at 45.50, 45.60. Not sure that's going to happen. Crude's moving around ahead of a, a, a OPEC meeting up 20 cents, 65.77. Gold's doing nothing, down 350 at 17.81. Uh, silver trying to 
hanging 22 handle up 16 cents 2250 bitcoin down a buck 90 at 56800 ethereum has been strong a little bit in the red today that's down $38.50 but let's bring on the most dedicated person on wall street huh. who's not feeling well yes. but he is coming on mitch spencer and i said get out of here and he said nope i love my twitter followers i gotta come on today uh, i i am under the weather big time a little bit better than yesterday but definitely got a nasty what? flu bug sore throat headache the whole shebang i am going for covid i'm going for the covid test this afternoon so okay. i will you know just make sure it's not covid Although there's been a nasty flu bug going around. My brother-in-law, both of them had it. Their kids had it. They had COVID tests and they were negative. So I'm assuming that it's just this nasty flu bug that's going around. But go for the COVID test this Wait, afternoon. Tell us also about your internet. What happened there yesterday? <laughs> oh, just uh, ridiculousness. So anyways, uh, I'm trading at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I'm sick and I'm still trading at 4 in the morning. 4.45, internet just goes down. So I'm like, okay. So then I go through call up you know trying to get a hold of rogers get uh actually i was online talking to the online assistant they said well there's no outage in your area so it must be on your end and i'm like yeah but the modem went down the same time my cable tv went down and those are separate things i'm like that's telling me it's a signal they're like oh no it could be you know the modem could affect the tv i'm like how it's separate so and it went down the exact same time so anyways they argued with me they tried to do all these fixes of the modem being while i'm thinking they don't know what they're talking about um uh, 20 minutes later, you know, they're like, okay, we'll send a tech out because your modem must have a problem. And I'm like, I don't think so. So I hang up. I call Rogers back again and get the next person on. Within a minute, uh, like, like it takes 10 minutes to get a person because that's the way this world works. But within a minute, they say, like, oh, you know, there's an outage in your area. So <laughs> that, that was all for nothing. Oh, you think? Like cable TV, separate box from your modem, both go down at the same time. Sounds like a signal issue to me. So anyways, that was my 4 o'clock in the morning story while I'm sick trying to handle all that finally got the internet back at like 8 45 and then i was just underwater and i wasn't coming on the show for the last 10 minutes because i was like you know trying to get positions <laughs> trying to trade i had probably over 100 overnight positions trying to work out of all those uh just a, just a mess but anyways i'm back i'm back all right well, well back well th- i hope i hope that was the bottom for you yesterday is the bottom it's all it's it's gonna turn up for dennis here going forward <laughs> i think i hope um, I, I hope so too because i'm feeling like hell but right. let's talk well, the markets i yeah. mean you've got serious selling across the board apple the safe haven yesterday they pulled the rug out from it under the afternoon and then in the afternoon and then they pull the rug out from it more this morning what's the headline on apple because apple's down four bucks yeah so we, we recall that apple had previously cut their their iphone 13 production target guidance by 10 million iphones that was back in september they said that i think right because of supply chain uh now the news yesterday though was that they uh again went to their suppliers and they warned them that uh okay we're gonna lower our iphone guidance again it's not it's not because of the supply chain it's because of demand. Demand is weaker than we thought. Demand for our iPhone 13 Yikes. lower than we thought it would be. Not as many people wanting to upgrade this cycle. So not only do we have supply problems on the iPhone 13, we have demand problems on the iPhone 13. Um, and of course, of course, it happens to Apple now, which was like your rock star the other day. And so who knows what that means going forward. But um, yeah, timing really couldn't have been. Timing wasn't great. 
Definitely not great. I mean, yeah. this is the market that we're in here right now, though. Um, it was a, seen as a safe haven, which I never understood. I own Apple full disclosure. I didn't sell any of my Apple. But there is no safe haven really in this market here right now. They're looking, you know, to sell first and ask questions later. Yes, we're bouncing. Um, it, it's a question of this has been going on. This isn't something that just started a couple of days ago, three days ago. This has been going on in the growth stocks for the better part of a month and a half. I mean, you look at ARKK, which is a good indicator for growth, started selling off beginning of November, and we're down 25% in a matter of three weeks. So that's your growth names. You look at IWM, you know, get away from the sky oh. because it, tells, it doesn't tell the whole story. IWM, pops out in November, 244, 213. You just talked about a 15% fall in the majority of your small cap stocks. That's more broad market. You've been hiding this in the SPY because Apple's been holding up and Facebook and Amazon. Well, they've started to crater here too now. So Apple being the last shoe to fall maybe this morning. So question is, are you coming in and buying the dip? Or is this, you know, just, you know, a wait and see approach? I think from an investment standpoint, I think from a trading, swing trading standpoint, I think you got to wait until you see how this, you know, washes itself out. Because there's a lot of people, buy the dip hasn't been working really for the last two months. It really has not. There's been a lot of dips in stocks. And if you've been buying those dips, for the most part, you've been losing money. Sell the rip has been working better than it ever has in years. So I'm going to continue to say I'd rather be shorting stocks on strength than buying stocks on weakness in this market. So you're getting a nice rip this morning, you know, but, you know, we fall 120 points, you get 20 back. It's tough. It's a tough market for newbies because they haven't really seen, you know, a serious sell-off in a long time. So I don't know. What 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 do you what do you say, Joel? What like uh, I'm torn. I I I think that you have to look at like the individual stocks and and base them on their own characteristics. I mean, some of these stocks have just been falling and falling and falling. You know, so to take a stab in those is a whole lot different than to take a stab at something that has been in an uptrend and has been stabilizing. Uh, just with respect to Apple, these last couple of days, we were like, why is Apple going up? What's going on? What's the reason? There was no reason. You know, it was just people were hiding in the stock. So something like this, which is so in strength, yeah, I'd be more inclined to. But like your Twitters, your Arcs, all these other stocks, I mean, your jit, you know, uh uh Penn, uh DraftKings. I mean, you just name it. You're just you're just blindly trying to pick a bottom. But with sticking with st- stocks like we'll just go specific to Apple. I mean, it had a, a two day, ten day run. I mean, that just Apple doesn't do that. So let's just look at the dailies. The pre market low is just under 160. Here's your two day low. One one fifty nine ninety two. If you think they're just going to slough this off, you know, take a shot. Your three day low is just about a buck below that, so you, you give it a ring. Maybe it gets a little bit of this back. But um, I just like, like the Twitter. I'm looking at this Twitter. The news that came out. You know, some of these other stocks. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I do it in the strong stocks. Apple be one of them. The news today. I mean, they come out with good news. They come out with bad news. This is a bad news day. Yeah, uh, and and you know, I, I want to bring up this graphic that I saw going around on Twitter yesterday. It's like, where where are you going to hide? Where are you going to hide? Spacs? No. Uh, COVID plays? No. Reopening plays? The opposite? No. Payments? Definitely not. 
right? What's next? SAS? Salesforce got crushed yesterday, right? I mean, and that's kind of the king of the SaaS stocks, or or, or at least the companies. Um, we had a bunch well, they're of hiding in bonds. Yeah. That's where yeah. they're hiding. The TLT yeah. ripping, we're going higher. Do you want to hide in the TLT and get a 1.34% you know, yield for, for your cash money? I think that ends ugly too. So... You know, in a rising interest rate environment, it doesn't make any sense. They just don't know where to go. The TNR alternative, they're like, okay, well, maybe wow. bond, safe haven. We'll just go hide there. So U.S. dollars hiding there to a certain extent, too. They're hiding a little bit in cash. Yeah. The that, question that, that is, was my point. It was not equity. This was my point. Do we forget about all this in a month and go back to business as usual? I mean, we still have an inflation problem. We still have the TINA, the no alternative. I think you do. I don't think I want to try to catch the falling knife here. You know, like, but... I do think you want to have your shopping list ready. And when the stocks stop going down, maybe use that opportunity to start, you know, light or start, you know, putting some capital to work. But just blindly cashing the falling knife here is dangerous because we're, you know, we're, we're overbought for years here. I mean, let's put it in perspective and look at the SPY. You go out to the monthly chart and you don't even see a sell-off. You just see this ridiculous, unsustainable, huge uptrend for the last five years, especially in the last year. So... I don't want to just jump in blindly and be too early. Um, again, as a day trader, this is an awesome environment. I had my best day of the year yesterday despite being sick. So, you know, and if I'm not sick, I'm probably even doing better. But this is the type of environment that we're in is um, it's great for trading. Buy a dip, sell and rip, sell and short, sell and short rips, buy a dips. But from a long-term perspective, I don't know if I'm early. That's why I'm just sitting with what I have. I haven't sold that many stocks. I'm sitting with like my 25% cash. Did go up to 40. When I'm really nervous, I go to 40. I didn't do that. I'm sitting like 25. I'm usually 20, 25, just in case something gets ugly. Uh, but looking, you know, with a shopping list, and eventually maybe, you know, getting down and dirty in some names that I want, but not yet. I think you're too early. I think you also, I mean, look at the, the last two days. I guess today will be a little bit more of a tell because you had um, Yellen and Powell on Capitol Hill yesterday. Uh, the S&Ps, the market's just making just this random 10, 20, 30-point moves on these, you know, on these statements. I mean, I don't know how you can base any kind of long-term uh, trading decision on, you know, well, oh, this is good, but this is bad, and wages are high, and wages are low. When it comes right down to it, we wanted the Fed to fight inflation, right? That's what the market wanted. That's what the market's been calling for. So now they said they're going to come and fight inflation. I don't think the market's been calling for that. I they think, think the Powell's been too easy. on uh, The market uh, likes easy money, Joel. I think the market does not want him to fight inflation. They want it to go about business as usual. I want you him to You can't have inflation. it both ways, though. Dennis. I guess I, the pre-market prep <laughs> Why show not? and the public is a little bit different. People right? just want the market strong. I mean, no, the, the no, little no. guy is the one that really gets punished. It's not the person that's investing in the stock market. The little guy, you know. You know the, the, You're right. The, the, yeah. You know, the, the middle class and, and obviously, you know, just – they're the ones that are getting hurt by inflation, and I'm getting hurt as well. Um, we all get hurt by inflation to a certain extent, but the the you know the upper class, you know, or the mid class, upper class actually doesn't get hurt nearly as bad as you know a lot of other people that can't afford to pay higher prices for stuff. So I think the market wants more business as usual. I don't. I think you know the Fed's doing it right. 
because we got to think of the people who can't afford these continued price increases that aren't invested in the stock market because they don't have the money to do it. You know, and inflation just, you know, eating them alive because here, you know, they're trying to make it go on 15 bucks an hour or 20 bucks an hour. And, you know, and you're seeing prices go up all around. And you're like, how do I do it? So they've got to attack this problem for the little guy. But I think the market still wants business as usual. They'd like the Fed just to forget about it and keep printing money and the market would go higher. I don't know. I think the tune changed, though. And that's why if we're getting away from easy money to a certain extent, which might be necessity, you know, once Powell said that, you know, he's dropping the transitory word, that was your tip off that stocks could get ugly here for the foreseeable future. And that's why I'm being, you know, I'm being cautious with what I'm buying here right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and there's that stat that uh, I think Garb just put in the chat. I'm pretty sure it came from the Fed. Um, 10%, top 10% own 90% of the stocks in the U.S., right? So yeah. um, it, the wealth is all concentrated at the top. Um, yeah, so and yeah. those people aren't worried about paying higher prices for some because they're rich. I mean, they are worried, but they can afford to be worried, you know, more so than, than, than other people uh, or less so than other people. Um, Powell's job is not to continue to make the rich richer, right. you know, and that's what he has been doing. So I'm glad that they are taking a different stance because inflation is a serious concern. And if the market needs to pull back a certain to to price in, you know, not the, the to price in the punch bowl getting taken away, that's a good thing. But for everyone yeah. in the long term. But again, there, so, there's but it, might, but it might not be a good thing for the markets in the short term. Well, but again, there's two markets though, right? There's two mar- There's the in, there's the indexes. I'm I'm sorry, you, you weren't here yesterday. There's the indices, the indices, and then there's the individual names that were all the, the high flyers last year that have gotten destroyed this year sloths casinos reopening tech basically most of the S&P 500 is down in the last um uh month i i, I don't i haven't done enough research to know what the, the median drop is i i i would guess a lot more than you think i would guess 10% dennis would guess 25% i think i, um, I think you're probably looking at 25% drop in a lot of stocks right Regardless, again, but there's there's two markets though, right? Is my point. There's the yeah. the 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 S and P and the Qs, which can keep on going higher, pretty much, you know, with minor interruptions here and there. And then there's the stocks that are down forty, fifty, sixty percent this year, right? More, right? Spacs, Kathy Woods, uh, uh, investments, right? I mean, um. And how I guess there's probably a different way to approach those, right? You know, approaching the overall market versus approaching the stocks that have already been punished. They already got punished. Well, Kathy deserved to get punished, though. She could not be more wrong. She gets on CNBC three, four I months know, ago and I says deflation is the concern. She cannot be more on the wrong side of the trade. So she deserves to get punished the most. She's in these high growth names that inflation hammers because those future earnings are worth a hell of a lot less. And she's paying growth at any cost. So it's deserved. If you're long ARKK, you deserve to be losing money right now. Because we've been warning about this on this show for a very long time. It doesn't make sense to own these stocks in an inflationary environment. It makes sense to own commodities. It makes sense to own you know, a lot of other names, even the banks. It does not make sense to own high growth tech in an inflationary environment. She has been absolutely wrong. Can it turn? It can. But you know, it's been telling you for months you know, that we've been saying the transitory word is not transitory. She's been calling for deflation. She's been calling the exact wrong thing. So she deserves to be down 35% in the last week or in the last month. It's deserved. 
So, and you know, I, I obviously she continues to buy the dip on these names. She's going to continue to go with her deflationary theme, and that may turn out to be correct. But right now, all signs point to that she is wrong, and she may stay wrong for a while, and she's not going to change her stance. You know, she continues to buy. Zoom's down another four dollars today. We rally. Zoom goes down every single day. You know, and she buys more. So eventually, these things are so oversold that they're going to bounce. There's going to be a bounce in these names eventually. I mean, Zoom was $300 a month ago. It's now, you know, just got cut 30% in a month. So eventually, there will be a bounce in some of these names. But I'm not trying to call the bottom on these things. And I think if you're coming into Kathy ARKK saying, well, it's got to go back up, look what you're buying. You're buying a bunch of high PE names at ridiculous valuations. And we're in an inflationary environment that that trade doesn't work. So if inflation starts to cool off, that trade will start to work again. But until you see signs that inflation is cooling off, I think Eric is a no-touch. Yeah, and I mean, I just this goes back a long ways, and a lot of people are probably not going to remember this. But uh, you know, long-term capital management—that's probably even before your uh, before your time, Dennis. I mean, they just got levered hedge fund. They just they. They just were wrong. They were dead wrong, and they were doing a, a similar kind of thing. So I think that – I don't know if you're seeing any of that. I don't know who she clears or, you know, what that situation is. But, you know, there is a point, you know, where – she was thinking of starting a leverage front. I hope she didn't do it yet. I mean, I, you know – Is some point she's going to say uncle? I don't know. That's only if her investors oh. start pulling out. That, that would be the bottom. If she's That's her investors I... <laughs> start, you know, redeeming like crazy, then that could be an issue for her. That could happen. That's I mean, how would you? Happen. How much pain would you take if you had money in there, Spencer? What do you got? ARKW. I mean, yeah, I've got like, well, I, well, it was more of my portfolio. Now it's less. <laughs> this is the thing that take you're away. diversified, <laughs> but it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill me. Is my point. Yeah, because you're diversified. And also, last year was so good that the whole thing is kind of a kind of a wash at this point. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, it, I, it's not going to kill me, right? Cannabis stocks that I own not going to kill me. Arc uh, W not going to kill me. All um, this stuff is ridiculously yeah. overvalued, though. Yeah, it still. still is. That's the one thing. It still is overvalued. You can say, "Oh, look how cheap Arc is," because people look at price. Yeah. Lift up the hood. Look what's in there. All of this stuff is trading. She's buying stuff at 15, 25, 30 times sales. At a certain point in time, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense then, but she got rewarded because risk, nobody cared about valuation. You know, all of a sudden, people start caring. So we are completely repeating 2000. March 2000, everybody thinks, oh, the tech bubble crashed. Everything crashed. You know how long that took? It took two years. It was death by a thousand cuts. We started going down in March of 2000. We did not stop going down until the beginning of 2002. And, so, and, 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 and that, after that, the NASDAQ went from 5,100 to 1,100. You know, P's, a Walmart, you know, I've said before, were 50. It was just stupid. And, you know, they got back down to 10, 15. Well, that's what it comes down to. When it really starts to ugly, valuation does matter. Valuation on all of these stocks are just extreme. So she, she just didn't read the playbook from 1999. And we I mean, we've seen have this story before, and history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes, as Mark Twain and our friend Ryan Dietrich says. And this is completely, ARKK is completely repeating the 2000 tech bubble burst, which took two years. And we didn't even have inflation in that environment uh, to, you know, as if we needed another wrinkle. I uh, think you got to sell all rallies and all those stocks. And and the, the one thing is, though, is like, through the, you know, the entire year, there have been places to hide. You can look at it like Asana, right? Which was like, or like, there have been high flyers, right? Dutch Brothers. We talked about Asana. We talked about uh, Mondays, $400, MNDY. Um, those have all come off now, 
right? The the number of doors to 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 hide behind, uh, number of rooms hiding, it's getting smaller. It is it is undoubtedly getting smaller here in the last month. Um, to Dennis's point, you know, treasuries. People in the chat are saying crypto, crypto, crypto. Maybe, um, but in the world of stocks. Um, there are fewer places to hide now than there have been at any other point this year. Is sort of the point that form that is being made here. Um, so, if it really starts to get ugly, they hit crypto too. If it really starts yeah. to get ugly, they will hit crypto too. Yeah, but you know what's so interesting is like, so we did. We know how crypto can behave during a crash because we had a crash last year. But what we don't know is how crypto could behave in what you were just saying, Dennis, in a in a two in a multi-year bear market, right? In, in, in a two-year downturn, if that were to happen, we don't really have precedent for that since Bitcoin went mainstream, since crypto has been a thing, really, right? So, like, we don't know. I don't know what what Bitcoin would do if the market, if the stock market were to go down steadily for two years, and like it did in in two thousand oh one, oh two, oh three, right? Um, well, I don't know what crypto would do. I know what it would do. It would go down. It's, it's, it it's possibly correlated. It hasn't happened before. How do you know that? Well, there, it's, it's a risk asset. It's, it's a, a risk huge asset. risk asset. It's a yep. speculative asset. It will start to correlate. Um, uh, show us a chart of Bitcoin. Show right us. here. Here's the Bitcoin future. I just want to say one other thing. And now, you know, everyone's like, oh, it is, you know, it's an asset class, right? And it is now part of, you know, the managers have to be involved in institutions. It's now had to be a big part of their portfolio. Well, yeah, that's good. They bought it up. What that also means, though, is that if they're getting whacked somewhere else, they have to balance their books, right? They have to move money around. So eventually, they may not want to sell their Bitcoin, but if they, you know, are are you know getting hit and other things and need stuff to you know maintain their assets, they're just going to have to hit it too. So I don't. I mean, it's a it's a positive that oh, it's a it's an asset class right now and big money's invested. Well, you know what? When the big money want, wants out and the big money, they, oh, yeah. they don't care. Oh, yeah. 55, 54, 53, 52, 51. They, they don't care. What if they started buying this thing at twenty five or thirty? So if you're going to look at it as an asset class, then you have to look at it is that, hey, you know, a lot of these guys are probably still sitting on some big profits. <laughs> they're they're good. 56K. They don't care. They're going to whack it if if they need to. Um, right now, the charts are telling you, you don't get over 60 soon. You're going to roll over. Uh, 55 has been a pesky number on the downside. If it, If you take out 55, you know, boom, you had four days when you went from 45 to 55. If there's anything we've taught you guys on this show, when something moves up quickly through an area, it can move down just as quickly. So you got that that 55K holding it up. It's consolidating. It breaks above 60K, you know, then everything's peachy keen. But uh, consolidation in Bitcoin here, and I don't think it's a, it's a place to hide either. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you, I look at that shirt of Bitcoin, I want to sell it all. Don't, don't that shirt don't do looks that. not good at all, Joel. And you've outlined the technicals very well. If you lose that low from six days ago, and it is a risk asset, it is a risk asset. Don't kid yourself. And they're hitting high growth names. Wow, this is thrown right in that category. You can well, say this is like no growth, no not, value. I'm not saying it can't go no, down. No, nothing. What is it? I, I almost want to. I'm, I'm up in my Bitcoin. I have a small piece left in the long term account. I just want to sell it when I look at that shirt. Uh, I'm honest. 
I, I think you got to look at the value names. People are saying, oh, I'm, I'm not saying don't buy the dip. I'm saying don't buy the dip, dip in these high growth names. Yeah. So I, I think you're looking, you know, some of these dips can get bought. Maybe some of the commodity names, Cleveland Clefts, look at this one. I mean, it's all the way back down to 19, which is a huge support level. I mean, if inflation is going to stick around for a bit, some of these commodity names have come off substantially. That's where I'd look more than just jumping in. But I don't know right now. There's so many unknowns here right now. And there's, you know, a risk trade coming off. I don't know how ugly it's going to get. So I don't want to be first. I don't want to buy them when they're coming right down right now. I'm holding off. Wait until it stops, stabilizes, and then starts going up. Like my, my, my Moderna. Not trying to catch a falling knife on day one, day two, day three. We tell it stabilizes. Give me a level that I can lean on and then make the trade. Great sale on that. Great sale. And just uh just to illustrate um, our point, just like to the T, you know how I you know fi- file the top components in the in the S P five hundred index and I put that part of uh, if you're part of pre market prep plus you get a daily wrap. Of all the stocks and Dennis, you know the stocks, what was the biggest gainer? Just if you take a guess at all the stocks and you're looking for safe havens. What was the the stock with the biggest percentage gain yesterday? And it's trading up uh, 0.8% this morning. You probably, it's it's an old stodgy stock. It's gotten beat up. It's been around in the top 10 forever. I just put it up on the chart. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. That was your top gainer yesterday. Yeah. And it's trading up again today. So am I telling you to rush out and buy Johnson and Johnson and some of those beaten up healthcare stocks? No. But if the if money's looking for a place to hide, it's going to be in, in, in you know truly if we're if this is just not just another buy the dip, get in there and get all the hot rods and your Nvidia's and your Teslas and all these kind of things, then these kind of stocks, you know, are, are I think where the money will go. I think the charts are ugly. all of these. I think you and, and this is the way I'm approaching it. I think you look at the rallies and the higher growth. Ridiculously valued names I, and use those as shorting opportunities. I want to. I want to give some actionable examples today. So can we? Can we look? Can we go? Sure, we look, love it. Like, like Snowflake, for example. Like, I'd sell it. Right. That's. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. So, so Snowflake had earnings uh, last night. Stock, oh, is, stock is up. Their losses uh, narrowed dramatically on a year-over-year basis. But I know you don't. You guys don't care about what the fundamentals are right now. What you care about is the fact that Snowflake is up. Fifty dollars. Oh yeah, since it, yesterday, it's right? holding up well. Hasn't given much back. That's the good news. The bad news is bag holder central everywhere in this thing, and this is the kind of name they don't want to own right now. So if I was long it, I would sell it and take the gift. Am I going to short this name on the strong earnings? I don't know. It's different. It may be easier money shorting. Just the are you going to buy it? Are you going to buy it? No, I'm, I would sell. It. I told you, if I owned it, I would sell it. <laughs> I would sell it, sell it, sell it. That's what I would do. It's my opinion. But this not is not the kind of names. Advice. These are not the stocks you're looking for. What? Yeah. yeah. What's this trade at as far as uh, uh, like a P basis? Um, uh, I mean, it's stupid. It's high, Joel. It's high. Yeah. Uh, forward PE of no, uh, no. Oh, coming no. right into this. 50%. How about this? How about oh, this? Price, price to sales of 109. How about that? No, thank you. I can't even <laughs> wait. That can't be right. That that seems high, even whatever. Okay, um, moving on. Um, and in the same vein as Snowflake, right? You get names like AI, which is oh, have you seen that chart, Dennis? Oh, it's so hated. It's actually it is uh, um, you know was up more this morning. You get names like they these all had earnings last night. Uh, Splunk trading higher off its report. Okta higher off its report. Right. 
uh, CrowdStrike, oh, um, higher off a little bit higher, not as high as it was, but higher off its report nonetheless. Where all these names got a pop in the pre market today. Some have come back, some have not, but they all can get lumped together. Just if you are trading these and you're you're totally fading us on this, just make sure it gets through the pre market high and just keeps on going. And also that opening print, uh, especially with uh, what was it, the snowflake? I mean. Boom, look at this. It, the initial reaction, right, after the numbers came out is when you're high, 365, 26. You're 11 bucks off that. And you've already seen, you, you, oh, you hit that level at uh, just after 4 a.m. too. So people are saying, hey, I, I missed the 365s and I probably missed the 360s. If you got caught in this thing from the last few days and it closed at 311, I mean, you don't want to lock it down at 355 right now because you want to still, you know, get some bids out there. But gotta if you if you're looking for more on this one, please, please make sure in that first few minutes it gets through that pre-market high, 365, which is 11 bucks away. It might continue. I mean, they don't. Make it, nothing. Shorting is not easy, folks. It's not like <laughs> oh, we just go. They shake you. They will scream <laughs> higher in the first hour, and just to make you shake out, it's not easy. Shorting a stock, it's up 43 points. You're shorting the strength. Mm. But when the dust settles this thing three days later, I don't know where it settles out. I think it starts to leak again. Unless the whole market turns, and which it could do. I mean, we are, you know, massively oversold on some of these high growth days. We could, you know, even our ARKK. I mean, if you're coming in and selling it now, I would wait for a bounce. I think, you know, it's massively oversold. It's $125 two weeks ago. Now it's 98 So you're selling it now. You're late to the party. It's oversold. But I'm saying... I don't think I'm buying that dip because it's still when you look under the hood, it's got a bunch of high P's stuff that's out of favor. So I don't know where it bottoms, but eventually it's going to lift a little bit, give you another opportunity and then you sell it. But you know, that's just my opinion. So this, it, this tough. is what you guys are. This are, I mean, you do have a monthly low here at 97, uh, 22, you hit 98.53. So there's a couple monthly lows under that, but just, uh, you know what I, I would rather see before I, I bought this thing. Look at this formation on the upside. Three monthly highs in the same area. All in the four monthly highs. Yeah, wait, although these are daily highs. Four daily highs. Wow, she got quad tops everywhere. There's a triple top here at uh, 108 on the dailies, but then look at your monthlies here. You had four months highs right around 125. So if you're going to take a stab on this thing, you know, let it set up. Not not a daily low, two daily. Let it. What's your setup? I don't know. Making new lows every day. Well, I'm saying down. wait for a monthly or at least a trip. I mean, it I does guess 97.22, which was a low That's back it. from April. Once you lose that, then you're looking at 80. Yep. It, it, it's tough to just say it's going to bounce right at that level, but it's oversold. I wouldn't short it here because it's oversold. Yeah. So we, again, selling rips, buying here. dips, not selling dips. So always remember, you know, and this is one thing. Uh, if I'm if I'm wanting to sell a stock, I'm not looking at oh yeah, it's getting killed. I want to short it here because then it rips on you, and then you're getting shaken out. You want to use those opportunities, selling strength on weak stocks, buying dips on strong stocks. Right now, there isn't a hell of a lot of strong stocks. That's why I'm more inclined to sell reps. Where'd you dump that Las Vegas Sands that those, last piece? Forty one. Brutalized. Yeah. I, I took the loss. I was in a, I averaged it at 47. I dumped it at 41 seven days ago, I think it was. I, I, for the simple reason is that it wasn't going up. I, I, I'm pretty sure if you like group the S&P 500 by like industry uh, or sub-industry, the casinos would be your worst performer of the year. As, as a Horrible. Group. Horrible. Draft Horrible. Kings, just 
assassinated it's been. It goes down every day. It doesn't bounce. It was $60 two months ago. It's 30 two for one stock split, but you didn't get the extra stock. I mean, this is ugly. Is good. it oversold? It is oversold. Would I short it here? Not now. You're already way too late for the party. But would I sell rips on this? Yep, because I don't think it's coming right back. Yeah. Damn. Now, on the other hand, take a company like Kroger, right? They had earnings this morning. Oh, what do they do? They beat and they raise their guidance. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> Inflation. Sorry, something in my throat there. Uh, Pass-in costs through through, uh, through to consumers. Obviously, that's what they do. They're a grocery store. Um, this is a different kind of company and a different kind of stock. And relative to the, all the names we just spent the last half hour, you know, um, you know, uh, disparaging, Kroger doesn't look nearly as bad. It's a big move, though, for Kroger. Two and a half bucks. You spiked over 43 uh, you got to 43.27. Um, you have this lonely high up here at 44. So you've backed off. If you get through that, 44 would be a gift above 44. You know, you're looking in the higher 44s in a gap. But once again, look at the last four days of price action. You bought this thing at 43, thinking to have a good earnings report. You bought it at 42, you're in the money. 41, you're in the money. You scooped it up yesterday. You're in the money. I mean, it's it's just tough when you have those kind of candles just to pick it up. Like you think, you know, Warren's going to be coming in here and buying this thing up two and a half bucks. No, Warren's buying in here and Warren's buying in here and maybe a little bit in here. He's not he's not chasing this thing. But as I always say, I love the Kroger's coleslaw. <laughs> And, and and I mean, as Joel mentioned yesterday, you know, uh, Johnson Johnson being the best performer of the of the top components. I mean, what was the best performer in the market yesterday? It was it was safety. It was utilities. It was consumer staples like Kroger, right? That's where your strength was yesterday. That's not a good sign when those stocks are the ones leading you higher. Well, and they started to roll over at the end of the day too. At the end uh, of the day, yeah, they hit all right. That, okay. Yes. Yes. That, I, I, I didn't mention that part. These have been vicious sell-offs <laughs> on the close too. By the way, vicious, vicious sell-offs. I bought a pile of stock on the close yesterday for the simple reason is that I watched the S and P fall thirty-five handles in five minutes, and usually they'll snap back, and that's exactly what they did. They snap back, and you're getting the snap back rally here this morning. I've already lightened all that stuff up, but I mean that's what I mean. Like when stuff just gets stupid and there's blood. You know, flying around. I do come in and get down and dirty. Now I do hedge myself hedge it. too. Yeah, you hedge it out. Now I'm hedging myself as best I can, but I'm waiting to hedge too. So sometimes, you know, and that's with trading. You know, and that's a, a different animal than long-term investing. Obviously, we have three different types of listeners. We have the long-term investors, we have the short-term scalpers, and then we have somebody in between, which is more of a swing trading perspective. I try to wear all hats at certain times. Right now, I have no swing longs on whatsoever. Zero swing longs. We know I'm short MasterCard to a certain extent because I bought puts on something, which I never do. But I bought some extra puts, so that has worked out well. Uh, but for the most part, I'm like, no real swing trades. It's day trading, you know, just playing the chop, in and out, in and out, in and out, inefficiency central. And then long-term investing, I've bought nothing. I haven't bought any stocks long-term in the account right now because, again, I don't want to catch the falling knife and it, this turns into something really ugly. I want to wait until I feel like I have a level. Wait until, you know, we at least see, you know, a, a couple of updates, you know, some stabilization, and then I could try again. But as of right now, there's, I don't I, I, I don't think you're in a hurry that we're just rip-roaring and going right back to the highs. You know Am I buying the Apple dip today? I already own Apple. No, you know what? It's a safe haven. Come on. 
Apple's not a safe haven. I don't know what this market thinks. So, you know, now it reverses yesterday and comes down. Because unlike some of these companies, it doesn't have a price to sales of 100. That's that's why they call it a safe Don't own stocks with a price to sales of 100 in your long-term portfolio. I learned Apple that the doesn't. way Apple doesn't. 1999 and 2000. Apple doesn't. That's the point. Yeah. And I, was, and I own it in the long-term portfolio. It's yeah. been a good one. Yeah. You know, there, there's been, you know, if you look at my long-term portfolio, there's nothing like that. Nothing like that. No Zooms. You know, no, no, no crazy valuations, no snowflakes. You know, I'm Microsoft, Apple, Amazon. I, and, you know, and obviously I got a lot of other, you know, different trades as well. So I got some banks, you know, and some different things. And that's yep. what's been getting hit too. That, you guys buy, know what my only high PE stock is? Peloton. The ones you wanted to sell. <laughs> Peloton and Lulu. You also have Lulu still, don't you? Uh, no, it's no. another retailer, formerly known as Al Brands. Oh, you have the other one. Right. I'm sorry. That's right. And I don't even know. I got to look to see what I have on that because they did the splits and everything. And uh, what is the symbol on that? I better look it's, up. It's, it's VSCO. It's funny Dennis mentioned his long-term account because I was just thinking the other day, I haven't bought a new stock in a while. Like, and Maybe we should be. Like, I haven't bought anything probably since the summer. If not earlier. If you're sent with 100% cash in your long-term account, I don't know why you'd ever be sent with 100% cash in your long-term account, but you got to put some capital to work. Um, If you're sent with 10% cash, uh, I'd be uncomfortable with 10% cash only right now. Like I said, I think I'm sitting around 25% cash. So I got some bullets in there, you know, but the stocks that I'm in are, you know, my biggest position is QQQ. Then I'm SPY, you know, I'm indexing that long-term stuff. I'm not a long, you know, and I do some, you know, investing long term, but my bread and butter is trading, you know, and obviously we look here and you think, oh, yeah, you got to just buy the dip because it's blindly worked for so long. Buy the dip has not been working for months here now. It really hasn't. If you've been buying the dip on a lot of, you know, there's other, you know, these growth names, you've been getting absolutely punished. Death by a thousand cuts. The dip just keeps on getting bigger. I mean, I bought Penn Gaming. I sold some of it after the Portnoy thing. I wish I would have sold it all. Dead wrong. And, you know, and, and, and a few stocks, like, don't kid yourself, I have a few that I've been getting dinged on, but for the most part, I've been trying to, to lay off here right now to see, you know, because this is play, playing out like 2000, where we're death by a thousand cuts. I mean, the pen gaming has just been slowly going down every day. It's not like it had the big down, whoosh, and then from 62, then it's 61, and then it's 60, and then it's 59, and then it's 58, and then it's 57. That's why I'm talking about death by a thousand cuts. You know, and, and, and not, not just Penn. I mean, there's so many names, like the DraftKings, obviously, we stay in the same sector, just down every day. You Peloton, say people, but you guys keep telling me people day. weren't going to run out of money. You guys, you told me that, that people are just always going to keep gambling. And that they're well, always, they are. They're, that's that's not the, the business happening. is sound. I don't happening. think DraftKings is going out of business. The business is sound. I just don't think it should be trading at a valuation that it was trading at. It worked. We were long some of these stocks when valuation didn't matter. You know what? Valuation matters right now. And you can't be long these high growth names when valuation starts to matter because the high growth names. Where's the growth going to come if people already lost their money? If people already lost their money gambling, no, gambling has been around since the the, the beginning of time. Gambling is not going away. It's not like all of a sudden we're all going to stop gambling. Life is a gamble. When you when you're born, it's a gamble. Everything is a gamble. So gambling is not going away. But should you be paying ridiculous valuation for these gambling stocks? Not in this environment. Yeah, that's not an issue, and it's just it's just crazy how this is literally the exact opposite of of twelve months ago. Look at right. Dan under ten bucks. Do you see yeah. that? Genie, yeah, yeah. They're all junk. 
Yeah, I mean, 12 They're months. all the death march. And you know what? It didn't happen in one day, Joel. It's death Look by a thousand that. cuts. There. How she many down did, a little this bit be a... every day. Oh, my gosh. This uh, this genie may be setting a record. Oh, no. Joel, uh, I'm mad yeah. at you. <laughs> Why? You didn't tell me to sell this chart. <laughs> oh, really? You, that one, you told me to hold on. I did. Don't roll this the This is what happens when one. you invest. <laughs> oh, oh, This man. is what happens when you put it in your investing what? account. <laughs> Yeah, it fifteen. It had fifteen down days in a row, and no, that's sixteen down days in a row. It had sixteen down days in a row that it went from nine seventy six to ten oh two, and then it had sixteen to seventeen, seventeen of eighteen, eighteen and nineteen down days in that one. Holy mackerel! That might be a record. I cut some of it yesterday. You see how there was a little consolidation on that chart. And I had to cut some. It, of that it looks like, and I don't follow the company closely enough, but the thing behind the thing, when the thing, which is all these stocks starts going down, you don't want to own the. We're thing getting walloped the right now. Did we have walloped. an eight thirty? We did. We have a eight thirty yeah. number. No, we did, and it was actually not bad. It was jobless. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Selling the rip has never worked better in years than it's working right now. Just blindly selling the rip on stocks. Hey, and what, um, what I mean is, like, when the stocks are rallying up. You go, you're, you're shorting or you're selling them into the strength, and it just continues to work right now. It's working better than buy the dip did for you know for forever. Selling the rip is just working. You know any type of these weak stocks that show strength, it's like you know they they, they can't hold it for more than a day or two. So uh, just PSA tomorrow we have a jobs number. Don't forget that. Um, but uh, and you know what we haven't even talked about today is like, have you guys seen AMC? And I know Joel has. Well, that's deserved too. I've had a ten dollar price target on that thing for, for for a year, and you know, or maybe not a year, but since it went ridiculous to sixty, my price target's been ten for a long time. People get pissed off when I say it. I think it's going back to ten. It's been held and held up so it well. Held up so, so long. Well. I know. Now it's broken, and I think you got to sell the rallies on this thing. I do think AMC is a date with ten dollars. You know, because that's where maybe you start to think, okay, well, even at ten, it's overvalued. So, but, you know, valuation hasn't mattered because the story and we're apes and we're going to hold and it doesn't matter. We're going to take over the world. Well, you know, we'll see how well everybody holds when the stock actually starts going down. It's easy to hold stocks when they're not going down. It's not so easy when they start going down. And I think we lost a few apes yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> I think a- I think AMC is going to 10 bucks. That's wait, my opinion. Wait, Glad Joel's GameStop up or he had it up before. Glass half full. But that's stupid too. Glass half full in GameStop. At least you can draw a trend line and say it's ad support. Glass, I'm just like, that looks like a great selling opportunity. Glass apple. Glass apple. I'm trying to be positive. Dennis is just thinking 170 is what he's thinking. It's like, okay, this thing has a date with 170. But uh, that AMC, I, I mean, I don't even I don't keep an eye on it, but for the longest, you know, it held that third. Look at that 35 going all the way back here, going back for about a month and a half. 35, it got the bounce trading range and this day was your signal and then it gave you one more shot it broke through 35 that one day it came back up 34.94 wow let's see here and you know the other thing too i mean all this we're talking about and it's we have mr scott gottlieb here on um on cnbc talking about the um 
about pandemic the, being over again. Y- yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, he I said saw, it like three weeks ago. The pandemic was. I over. know. He's backing off those comments now. And you know what? And I and you know he said I saw something on Twitter and I was going to respond and I I have a number one rule. Don't tweet mean things. I know everyone else on Twitter doesn't employ that. That's, that's, that's my rule. Don't tweet that's mean a good things. Rule. I need to stop doing that. Yeah, too, that's because it's like I tweet a lot of mean things about Kathy. I need to stop that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. And you know what? Like, you don't, you don't like, like I just mean I, I make I make fun of it to a certain extent. I, I had a really good mean tweet after the Michigan Ohio State game, and you kept it to yourself, and I kept it to myself. Because I didn't, because you know what? We got our butt kicked 17 out of 18 years. Like, I need to be mouthing off after one victory. Uh, but, you know, I have that don't. Tweet you are a mouthy, to- Joel. You got us almost kicked out at that Notre Dame game when we went Notre Dame, Michigan there a deck 10 years ago, whatever that was. And Joel, Joel there has to slip it. He sneaks in the flask. He has to sneak in the flask. And then we're both having a drink. And because you had, we had the Michigan gear on, you were so mouthy in that section that the, all the fans in the section ratted us out on the flats. <laughs> Wait, can, this is, can I just tell you, the, the, the one game I went to with Joel, maybe we went to two, I don't remember. Um, Joel is heckling the refs. Their game didn't even start yet. <laughs> <laughs> Joel does heckle. Joel is heckling the refs. He's a heckler. The game. That Alcona guy's a heckler. <laughs> well, the guy was really nice. He was really nice. He, uh, he, he took us out and he said he dumped it out. And then, you know, whatever we had in the flask, and then he let us go back in. Oh, uh, yeah, that nice. game. It was nice. And then everybody cheered when we got kicked out because we had the Michigan gear <laughs> in the section. And then we were back, and like five minutes later, everybody booed us. <laughs> All right. Uh, Don't hey, make friends. I, 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 I've got something that will cheer you guys up, I think, uh, uh, cur- cur- courtesy of Mitch here. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's the holiday season. And, um, you know, we, we've been talking just about the market. Just, you know, obviously we're not feeling super positive here. Um, uh, I'm positive. It, the, the, the market feels like it's a bit of a menace right now. Um, it's a menace on, on all of our psyches. And so, uh, Dennis, this one's for you. And, Joel, you're next. Dennis, That's Dennis the Menace? Dennis the Menace. That's it. Dennis, is, that new, that... is that a new show? Like a new, like, is that a new Yo, version of it? It was your face, man. My it face. was your face, Dennis. That was your face on Dennis the Menace. Did you Do really? Yeah, as I, I said that. Who did that, Mitch? Uh, yeah, that was uh, impressive. Courtesy of... Uh, I, t- I knew that was you, You Dennis. guys are talented. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. I was looking. I'm like, I don't want to say a mean thing, but that really looked like Dennis. I, I didn't know. I was like, it kind can, of does look like Can you like play you, it again? But... That was so good. Well, That's uh, a... well I, I I feel like I know I know, how Joel's, I know what Joel's feeling right now. Joel's kind of bewildered. Oh, they're going oh, to get me Almost now. like... Um, how about, how about that, what was that? How about that? That's awesome. <laughs> One more time. How about that? <laughs> nice. That's what Joel's feeling right now. How about nice. Michigan getting their butt kicked in basketball last night by North Carolina? Yeah. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, I, we're, I, we're a football school anyways. I, I, but, uh, all right, let's move on. Stocks. Right, ticker time. Ticker time. Drop your questions in the chat. Okay. We, had a question from, we had a question from Dean yesterday that we forgot to get to on the At The Close show, so I'll ask you right now. It was it was a question for Joel, uh, and, and I'll read the question exactly. Um, and he goes, yesterday in an exchange with Mitch, Joel threatened to, quote, reach through the screen <laughs> and wring his neck for trading on a one-minute candle. Why would Joel prefer a five-minute candle for day trading? Joel. Okay, what's the guy's name? Dean. Dean, I'm going to reach through the screen and wring your neck. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a five-minute candle either. It's a 15-minute candle. It, you know, I thought different. about this question, 
And yeah. I, I don't, and I'm going to take it away even from the markets. Okay. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you live your life on a minute-to-minute basis? Or in the sometimes. aggregate. In the aggregate, yeah. Sometimes Dennis does, I'm sure. I, no, yeah. I, I mean, I just think that there, there's so much action in one minute. And there's so many algorithms. And there's so many things that are so difficult to interpret. And also that shorter time frame that you're going in, you know who you're competing with? You're competing with the machines. So I don't I don't have any of you guys see right here. I don't go anything shorter than a 15 minute. I like the dailies, 60 minute. The reason I have this on the bottom is because you get to see the after hours in pre-market. Now, if you're scalping, if you're just a scalper and you're you're trying to trade nickels and dimes out of Bank America. Okay, then go to a one-minute chart. But I just think that there's just just too much noise in those, and it's just, you know, 15 minutes is the shortest time frame I got. Ignore the noise. Completely agree, Joel. Ignore the noise. It's too short. Yeah. All right. No one says competing with Virtue and Citadel. They got that whipped. They got done. They'll kick you. with the big boys. Okay, let's do some tickers here. Steph would like some clarity over Uber. I mean, Steph, this it's a high-growth name. I, I, right, I'm not yeah. sure... I, I don't know what to say. I'd sell, oh, I'd sell all rips. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to own my growth stuff right now. And again, yeah. it might turn, but if you're trying to catch the falling knife and you get it, you just got lucky. Like it's not, because there's nothing in here. There's nothing in here until 30, really. I mean, valuations are coming down right now. Nosebleed valuations are coming in. It will have a bounce eventually. We're oversold. We just went from 46 to 36 in the better part of two weeks. It's a big move. But why try to be the hero and say it stops at 36? Somebody was trying to be the hero at 40. They're trying to be the hero at 38. And they're going to try to be the hero at 36. How do we know it stopped? You know, it's, it's bouncing this morning. We had Fast Money talking up Lyft last night saying they all wanted to buy it. And that actually started lifting Uber as well. But Lyft was playing a trade up two bucks off Fast Money. I has another good selling opportunity in that stock too. So um, it's tough to be a buyer of these stocks that are, you know, you're just trying to catch the falling knife. And I've been caught too many times trying to do that. Yeah, the baby, uh, what's trading up forty eight cents? I mean, would you have anything on the monthlies here? Uh, monthly low at your next monthly low is thirty four oh six. So, if you want to lean on one daily low and you're prepared to sit it out to thirty thirty three fifty, just on a stab, then you're leaning on the monthly low. Actually, there's two monthly lows in the same area thirty two ninety thirty four oh six. So maybe you know thirty three bucks. And if you know, just going back to the monthlies here, I mean. I guess I could get rid of that 150 line in Disney, 
Uh, but that was, you know, that was the area of a monthly low. So, you know, big red candle like that. I just, you have to go to, go to the monthlies on that one. If you want to take a stab here, it's fundamentally, I think they're so expensive. And then you go to the, you know, where we're at in the old, you know, the reopening. And uh, I mean, we've hardly talked about that today as far as, you know, the virus. There's just so many other things going on. I don't know. Aren't we just going to have like robo thing? I mean, robo Ubers or things like that. So that's the way I'm looking at those stocks. Never been a fan of them. All right. So a few people asked about SQ Square. Uh, I think what you meant to say is um, Block. Because they oh have, yeah, they changed their name. So changed the name. Innovation at its finest, Dennis. I rarely tweet, um, you know, actual Me. opinion on a stock, and I, I I don't never tweet if I'm actually in the stock for a trade because I don't want to like talk my book. But I said it last night. I, I didn't have a trade on it there, but I said uh, Christian Fromhertz was just tweeted out. Obviously, the name change. And I quoted his tweet saying I'd sell this rip, and then I said just my opinion. That was when it was 197. It's 192 and a half. Just pure stupidity changing. I hate companies that change the name. Square is a cool name. Block is a stupid name. It's a stupid <laughs> name. It's not. I just feel my opinion. It's right, dumb. Right, just dumb. Fine. Stocks your... making new lows on the move. I don't want to own stocks making new lows on the move, especially when they're trying to reinvent themselves by renaming themselves Block. So, sold to you. I think Square <laughs> could pull a PayPal and go down for the next month. I, I would sell all rallies in Square. I don't like yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, just my there's... opinion. I mean, you're coming in. Uh, I'm just going to give you a monthly low. It, uh, we took out uh, 93.93 at this month's low. You're already trading below that, so your resistance between that and the close. Next monthly low is 191.36, and then look out, Loretta. You're looking at 151.10. That was your November. 51. I'm the monthly. Look at the PayPal chart. 51. Wait, look at this PayPal chart. That's monthly low. I'm giving you guys monthly lows, not the minute lows. Wait. I think the PayPal chart is going to look like the square chart. I think if you look at the PayPal from 240 to 179, I think Joel is right. I think this thing could go to $151. I'm I'm confused. Did Joel just say $51 in square? 151. 151. Oh, okay. Still, that's 40 points lower than here. Spencer was like, well, I'll buy it. If Square goes to $51, I will buy it. Not 151, but 51. There will be no pre market prep show if that goes to $51. One date I want to point out on this chart is October 27th. That was the day that that headline came out from Visa about the DOJ investigation. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, it's downtrend. Yep, is that the day right here? The 27th. Uh, yep, the 27th. He went to 6309, uh, 5302, and got a little bit of a bounce. Yeah, I I don't know. That's square, block, whatever you want to call Hold it. Hold you. I'm not look at that. I mean, look, that, that, those monthly, how many monthly charts do we see that look like this, Dennis? Oh, man. I'm, so, I'm so glad. I, I, I wanted to buy this. I never did. I wanted to buy it for a year. Or two. That's critical support. You got that line drawn. Nice, Joel. We got to hold that. What is that level? On the bottom uh, right corner. 191.36. That's your was... level in line of the sand <laughs> below that 151. Yeah. But you make Dennis, I've I've employed you make me throw out the March low. It's an artificial low. It's not on my chart. So, you know, I'm not gonna draw because if I draw a fifty percent retracement of this, then people are gonna head for the hills because what you went I mean, even like that and I missed the high by thirty, forty bucks, that's one fifty six. It's probably like right around one fifty halfway back of that move. 
Yikes. What did it get to in the financial? Or not or the COVID? 30, 32 bucks. And then you got nearly the 300. So, boom, 260, 130, 150, 160. We'll see. That That's way down there. It certainly is not going to happen today. All right. Uh, a couple more minutes here. Here's an interesting one from uh, who dropped this in the chat just now. Uh, STEM. It was from Andreas. S-T-E-M. This is a mid-cap uh, energy uh, storage. Uh, wait. Energy storage or electrical storage? I don't know. Defensive is the bottom line here, I think. Um, and Andreas says they had great Q3 earnings. I, uh, okay. Uh, if you say so, Andreas, I don't know. Um, that's $20 level is critical. I love shorting. Breakdowns are working. As much as breakouts are not working, breakdowns are working in this environment here. So I think you're looking here, and you got to continue to be selling strength on stocks like this. I think STEM eventually could break down here through 20. I don't like the technicals on this at all. I know nothing about the company. I know nothing about the fundamentals. Technically, it's been sitting down here for too long at 20, and I think eventually it could break down. Uh, I I know nothing about the company. Uh, they had, yeah, last month's low. I mean, 20 bucks that low from yesterday. It's flat. I, I have to say the same thing. I'm, STEM's oh, going to, yeah, maybe it's – I thought it – it was not stem cell, so I didn't even know. Oh. Uh, hey, uh, one more quick. I'm curious what you guys think about Tesla because it's interesting here. It, it has Was a- there some news on that after the close? There's always news on Tesla. I can't, every keep, day. I, I can't keep it straight. There's literally every single day there's, there's every day. 20 headlines on Tesla. Um, after the close <laughs> yesterday, Joel, um, yeah, there was a headline. No, nothing interesting. Uh, nothing interesting. Stem is going to change their name to Twig. Okay. The only reason Tesla is so we want to talk Tesla. The only reason yeah, Tesla. Tesla, the only reason Tesla is immune to the growth, high growth name sell off, is because it's such a large component in the S and P. And there's ARB traders. I'm one of them um, that will just continuously buy Tesla just from an arbitrage perspective. So it, it was the smartest move for them to get into the S and P, and such a large component. That's why you know as long as spy is holding up, Tesla holds up too. Um, I don't want to be long it. It's not the kind of name I want to own, but it's the only reason it continues to hold up is the arbitrage traders are holding it up. It's a. It continues to be its own beast. Is the takeaway? It, it's it, it's an S and P beast now, though. It's a right. huge. Yeah, it has it. Yeah, it's a huge component in there. So that gives it support all the time. On these ugly, ugly days, it's getting support from the arbs. Yeah, I'm still just. I mean, it got through the fifty percent and then some. And then, you know, you fell apart a little bit and you're still holding that area. You took it out yesterday, but it just looks like you got the rebound and now it's just kind of, just kind of tired. You know, it just looks I'm like. I'm tired. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's, I, I'm sorry. I stayed on here a little late. Got to hop. I'm going to go cover some more tickers at uh, Pre-Market Prep Plus and check in with you later, Spencer. Dan, Dan, check in with, with you later, Joel. Dennis, uh, you are a trooper and a champion. We're getting a COVID test this afternoon for those right. asking. Um, again, I don't think it is because there's been this flu bug going around and both my brother-in-laws tested and they were negative. So I'm assuming it's the same flu bug going around. It but is getting tested it is, here. It is flu season, right? It is. Yeah. yeah and believe it or not, there's actually flus out there, not just COVID. So. Yeah, Dennis used to, you know, uh, before COVID, when his kids would always get sick, and he would always get 
the cause that his kids had. That's what that's happened. what's happened here again. Like, yeah. boy got sick, the girl got sick, I get yeah. sick. I mean, that's yeah. how it works. Kids All right. Are well, we appreciate, you're we done. appreciate you powering through uh, for us. Hope you feel better, man, and try to try to get. Sorry better. to be, you know, the poo poo on obviously all the growth names, but. Not, no, no. I think I am buying the dip on some value names. Have your shopping list. I'm staying away from growth, although growth will rebound eventually. But it's just not. It's 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 too easy to lose money. It's too dangerous right I'm, now. I'm, Caution. This is what some people. You know, everybody thinks they got to come in and make money, make money, make money. The time, if you're swing trading or long term, is to protect capital. And as the markets go down, if you're not losing money, you're getting relatively better off than everyone else. So, you know, as a professional, I can make money shorting stocks. I don't suggest you're coming in as an individual investor and shorting stocks. I never short stocks in my long-term account, you know, but I just think right now it's prudent to try to protect your capital more so than trying to think, oh, I'm going to get rich. All right. Well, our next guest is nodding his head. Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street. Uh, let's bring him on. Peter, you agree with that? Protect your capital? Batten down the hatches? You know what? Hey, good morning. Benzinga. Nice to have you. It's great to listen to the boys. Um, you know what? Look, I've been talking about it for the last couple of days that what we were going to see into the end of November is that a lot of funds, you know, close out their positions at the end of November, right? A lot of them have had a good year. And if you're up 10, 15, 20 percent on the year, why would you not take December can be choppy. It can be. And, and I don't even know if there's any playbook for this December, because obviously we're coming out of the gate here in Crazyville. Right. And so why wouldn't you just shut down? You know, I think that was some of the sell pressure that we saw into the end of November. Uh, the closeout besides the MSCI and whatnot was um, people shutting down their accounts for no, at the end of November and, you know, getting their commission for their year, giving their customers whatever their profit was for the year and then uh, and letting December ride and, you know, go take a friggin' vacation. And I think, you know, and then two days into the month, we've already seen that to be a Probably a good posture. All right. All right. So you're saying this in uh, in a sense could be uh, a reflection of Friday in that the bad news was exacerbated by just lower overall volume in the market. You're saying that that also could be the case for the whole month. Just lower. I, I think we saw that happen a couple of days last week. Yeah. Into uh, coming into Thanksgiving. But look, sort of thinking about it before I went on about what's really going on here. And I think, look, we've seen that the market has, has, you know, I, I, I went out on social a couple of weeks ago and I was just sort of jokingly saying good news market goes up, bad news market goes up, no news market goes up. Mm -hmm. And I think that what ends up happening is the market is able to, if I sort of analyze it, and you know, I don't, I'm not buying these stocks, trading these stocks for my own account. So I don't have any, any ax to grind on that side. But I think what's sort of uh, important to note is that the market is able to absorb one bit of good news at a time or, or bad news at a time, right? We saw the taper story. There were a lot of people who thought that was going to put a cap in the marketplace. It didn't. The market forged on on that last Fed meeting. You know, then we've got supply chains issues. The market did not respond in a major negative way on that either. And so, uh, you know, each one of those things that would have normally been things that would have really put a little bit of resistance in the, in the higher bullishness of the sentiment of the market did not. It was not until we sort of this saw this, and I call it the perfect storm, um, where you've got multiple situations happening that sort of start to fracture the confidence and fracture the traders and fracture everything that really sort of pile on effect. And it really has caused the problem. Um, you know, what did we have Friday? We had Friday coming into the end of the month. And I think the closeout of a lot of hedge funds was a contributing factor. Obviously, the market got spooked by the by the Omicron um, Omicron virus. 
and light trading on a half a day on Friday. That caused them down 900 on Friday. We came back with a bit of a bounce on Monday. Then we opened up on Tuesday, but obviously market got spooked by the by the uh, congressional um, presentation by Jay Powell, and that sort of knocked the market down. We ended up having over two and a half billion for sale on Tuesday in our world. You've I've talked about it with your team before that that's how I trade the market. We trade the market on close. We had a huge sell and bounce. And I think that was sort of people repositioning and a lot of this hedge fund stuff going on. And um, and that was at the end of the market. We saw the market open up yesterday and we saw one of the big reversals that we've seen for a while. It was a thousand point uh, move in the market. Where When did the market start to roll over yesterday? It started to roll over when Jay Powell once again went back to Congress. The world seemed like it was sort of waiting for him to sort of talk back his comments about the day before the inflation story, which social media just took and ran with it. We're burying the the word transitory. We're moving on. It's going to be here for a while. And they were hoping he was going to talk back that story. And in fact, he didn't. He held his ground and said, no, I'm holding this. And that was really at the top. That moment when he started talking, that was the moment the market rolled over. I kind of think people were hoping he would pull us, talk that story back. He did not. We ended up once again having a huge sell and balance yesterday. So there's move, uh, money being moved around. And whatever it is coming into the end of December, as Dennis said, people are protecting. Look, if you're not losing money now, you're probably doing you're doing a good job. You're protecting your capital coming into a year end. There's you know, we always talk about it at Wall Street Global and with David. Never turn a winning trade into a losing trade. Well, let's not turn a winning year into a losing year. It would be really disappointing to have the, the there are a lot of people who made money this year. Not everybody did. It was a hard year because individual sectors got bopped around. But it would be a shame if you were up 10 or 15 percent for the year and you gave it all back. I don't know what December is going to bring. It's so interesting that you you say you put it like that, because as recently as last week, Friday, even, you know, uh, I, I, I was I was feeling I took that same logic, but applied it to the long side because you can do that too right it's all a matter of perspective and i was like well you know what, what why not you know there's going to be some people doing some tax law selling and, and and that's all and dandy but december is historically a pretty good month of the year so you know why not but against that but i mean your, your point of view also is worth is worth uh, noting uh you're, you're not on the floor right now but but peter i'm just curious um you know what when you are down there um what has this sentiment been like in the past past week or so been or past couple weeks well you know what i mean you kind of you're getting a sense of sort of excitement in a way uh, probably a little bit of anxiety these moves are big moves and you know i know that we don't have ten thousand people on the floor anymore but you know uh, and we are running at probably about a third of our footprint due to covid and whatnot but you're just sort of getting a sense from the media around and the stories going around and i'm seeing it in our imbalances that's kind of how i judge what's going on when you're seeing big moves in the market intraday you see that two o'clock posting come out of what's to either buy or sell and the market is actually responding to that information it always it doesn't always do that and balances are not a perfect science for us we've been analyzing them and trading them for years and years but when the market does that you suddenly see this big sell side come in in waves you know it does it, it i mean for me it doesn't cause anxiety because i don't have I, you know, whether I'm long or short or the market goes up or down, it doesn't really bother me. Um, but it's fascinating to watch from an analytical point of view to see that there is money being shifted around. We're seeing, you know, uh, uh, big waves of sell side come in. We've seen it two days in a row. And let's be clear. 
One or two days do not make a market. We're seeing a bounce this morning. The last time I looked, I guess we were up half a percent. I don't know what it is we're now. Flat, we're flat now, Peter. So. We are flat. Okay, fine. <laughs> but anyway, look, yesterday we were up five, 500 pre-market. Yeah, we yeah. ended up closing down 500. So these yeah. moves are huge, right? They are. They are. And I, I was fascinated to listen to the guys beforehand because definitely, as Dennis had said, there are some high. Look, we're going to see some tax selling of uh, stocks that got eviscerated. We're going to see some profit taking of stocks that did well. We are seeing certain sectors that, you know, the 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 high growth stocks that are getting a little bit uh, tossed around. The movement is amazing. I have to go back to it, guys. At the end of the day, on days that are bad, don't look at your long term portfolio. But this is a trader's market. The opportunities, if you guys know technical analysis, right, whether you learn it from me and David Green or you learn it from every anybody, um, this is an incredible market for trading, right? Every day there is opportunities. You're seeing stocks move. Yesterday, snow, right, into earnings. Stock was down $30. Earnings came out at rally $20. Yeah, yeah. Stocks that are hitting technical levels, uh, you know, hitting, hitting support, hitting resistance, overbought, oversold. I mean, this is a trader's paradise. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's probably, that's probably more, more true than it, it's probably a better time to be a trader than it is an investor. If you're an investor, it's, it's painful. You have to kind of close your eyes and grit your teeth um, and just grind through it. But yeah, uh, volatility is good for traders. Even if the volatility means markets going down, it, you know, we talk about selling, uh, selling rips, buying dips, uh, you know, playing that uh, obviously, you know, some people had a great, great year last year with all that so um it, it yeah um it, it is funny how there's nothing like price to change and to make because a few days ago i was try i i, I the, let me say this i've definitely gotten a little bit less less bullish in the last three days and i you know than i was before that but uh but um yeah it's just it's funny how how price can change that but i, I would just remind everyone that we haven't had i just looked this up just now we haven't had four down months in a row in the S and P since the end of 2015 into 2016, so it's been like basically six years since we and and we just had one down month just now November we're down for December in 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 two in a day right our first day so um let's just put that into perspective here right uh we you know uh, we haven't had four down months in in six years um but but yeah there's definitely nervousness out there peter and, and i appreciate you uh coming on and 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 painting a picture of it's not all bad if you know how to play it right if you it, it, like you said technicals you know using support resistance whether it's moving averages whether it's indicators like rsi whatever works for you right uh you can trade any market right so you um, you know what Spencer? look yeah. But we, if, if history tells us anything, and obviously there's been no playbook for what we're going through here in the market, the economy and the world and pandemic and all that craziness, virus, vaccine and volatility. Um, the bottom line is history tells us markets go up over time. Every sell side that we've seen through the crisis or, 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 or whatever economic uh, slowdowns or whatnot have been buying opportunities rather than selling opportunities. Net, net over time. What yeah. we haven't ever seen is a volatility like this that is a trader's playground. Literally, if people know technical analysis and know how to do it. If you're a long-term investor, this is not a time to be looking at your portfolio on down 900 days because it will just give you, you'll get emotional about the money. Yeah. And you'll make a decision that you'll regret at the end of the day. Every sell side we've seen over time and surely over the last couple of years, no matter what, as radical, fast and furious. Let's be clear, guys. You've got algorithms reading content. You've got 
people slinging around big dollars. You've got, you know, uh, uh, liquidity that's questionable at times, which makes markets move. There are there are algorithms that can read the sell side coming in. They buy side steps away. They sweep, sweep it down and then they rally him back up. So these big moves up, big moves down. We've never seen anything like that before. So I, I beg people to educate themselves and get some experience within the technical analysis space so they can take these opportunities. These financial instruments that are now every stock that's made these kind of moves are incredible vehicles to make money. If you're a long-term investor, stay in it. Don't, don't fret. If you're a trader, you know, have fun, man. Have fun on the upside and the downside. I, I'm, I'm having flashbacks. I said this yesterday. I'm having flashbacks to the end of 2018 when the market went down for literally no reason at all. It just went just it went down because it did, and it was a healthy pullback, and we rebounded nicely off that. So like, I don't know. We don't need a reason to go down. Um, well, that uh, was that was the year the that it went down from like September that that breakdown from the end of September. Yeah, to, and then it got worse in December. Yeah, it got in December was was absolute a bloodbath, and then yeah. January through March market rallied twenty percent. It was extraordinary. Yeah. Look, if you look, you know what pullbacks are. Look, it's a matter of what term you use to describe what's going on. Yeah. This is either a rotation, a consolidation, a sell-off, a pullback. It is not a crash or a bubble. You know what I'm saying? And all these things tend to be, if you look at a trend trade, you don't get into a trend trade until it pulls back to support. So when these things happen, we've been up on a furious uh, fast and furious tear on the upside. A pullback is a healthy thing in any market. That's it. That's it. Peter Tuckman is the Einstein of Wall Street. You can learn more from his stuff. Wall Street Global Trading Academy. The link is in the description of this video. Check it out, Peter. Thanks, uh, pleasure as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Yep. Um, Be good. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Peter. Uh, okay, here's the plan for right now. We are not doing live trading today. Why? Because we have an all-access show uh, coming up next, starting at 930, uh, when I will be your host of All Access. We're talking to eight uh, cool emerging companies today. Again, the point of that show is not really to talk about the markets, but just to do a little bit of a deeper dive into into smaller companies and tell their stories a little bit. Uh, so what's going to happen right now is Mitch is going to come on, uh, walk you guys into the open, show you what he's looking at, show you his charts, and then at 930, we will transition over to All Access with me um, so Mitch, are, are you here? Are you ready? What's up, man? Let's do it. Let's do it. How, how's your morning going so far? Not bad. Not bad. At the All end right. of the day, uh, looking around for trades, let's go ahead and start doing it. Let's start doing it. Uh, so, uh, I will catch you guys later. Uh, live trading. We'll be back tomorrow. I promise just a one day hiatus. Um, and, uh, I will catch you guys over on all access. Mitch, uh, good luck today with your trades and, yeah. And and everyone hit that like button, please and thank you. Let's do it. All right, guys. You guys will see Spencer on up next on all axis. But what we're gonna do right now is let's go ahead and take a look at the market, see where we can maybe make some trades on the downside. I'm actually looking for some shorts today. Uh so gonna be doing some shorting here. Uh let's look wait, around. Wait, can I jump back in? I forgot to do something. I'm sorry. Aaron yeah, Bree, of course. Aaron Bree just reminded me. I, I was right, supposed to make, I was supposed to make an announcement. I literally put it in my doc. I highlighted it and I forgot to say it. This is my announcement. Um if you are a Robin Hood user and you want free Benzinga swag, here's what you have to do. Send us a screenshot of you sending a message to Robinhood telling them how much you like Benzinga News in the app. If you send Robinhood a message 
telling them that you've all been seeing the news, you want to see more of it, and you send us a screenshot of that message, we will send you free stuff. I promise you. If you send an email to shows at Benzinga.com, okay? So step one, send Robin Hood a message saying how much you love Benzinga. Step two, send Benzinga a message, uh, an email with that screenshot in the email to show to the email that's on the screen. Step three, we send you free swag. That's all you got to do if you're on Robin Hood. Do it do now. That. Do that. I now. forgot to say that. Now, now we did. Thank you for reminding me, Aaron Bree. Okay, now I'm done. See you, Spencer. All right, let's go ahead, guys. Let's take a look at the overall market. I'm going to also look at the chat. If you guys got a stock that you guys want to take a look, definitely call it out. And shorting is evil, evil. That's what we're going to definitely find out going into next year. I think you definitely need to learn how to short if you've never have. I know this is a strategy that I actually learned before learning to go long. So I'm going to be looking for some shorts. Uh, Let's take a look at the sectors first. So utilities starting to kind of crack there, but sideways action, right? On the daily, let's take a look here. Um, It is starting to crack a little bit, but not as bad. Now look at healthcare. Healthcare cracked really hard here. That I don't like to see. Consumer defensives were up big yesterday, and then it just turned around fast here. Um, Not liking that right now. Um, even communication services, look at that daily really bad right now, guys. Um, the one that I'm really starting to get concerned about is real estate because it's starting to crack. You take a look at the major stocks. Zillow looks like it wants to crack down to the next level. Uh, we can look at open. Um, you're also seeing that horrible turnaround there in the housing market. Just be careful with those. Um, I've been looking to see if the housing market is going to crash a little bit and I'm kind of concerned now. Um, let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. Maybe technology. Look how it's starting to catch the kind of this trend line here, but then now starting to break down. We're going to look for the next touchdown here, um, but definitely on the retrace here. Uh, Tesla is the one that I'd watch. If this continues to break on down towards this 900, we're going to probably keep going down here. Uh, let's take a look at the SPY overall. Right now, we're at 450.74. I want to see us get back above 453 today. Um, let's see if we can get back above there. If not, crack down at the open. Now for shorts, what can you be looking for? So one that I'm going to put out is Sprout Social. Why do I like Sprout Social? Because I've been watching a lot of these software application companies just get crushed. Uh, I'll look for a bounce up towards a 100 and then a crack down. We'll see what happens on this one. Right now, you're kind of trading in kind of this uh, bear flag pattern. Look for a little bounce up, and then I'm going to look for that washout to happen here in Sprout Social. Another one you can take a look at is Monday. Monday is a software company that I think could also start cracking down. You know, it tried to look really bullish up here, but then created that uh, head and shoulders right here, started cracking down. It did bounce there, hit the resistance, got shorted again. We'll look for a little bounce here, see if we get the bounce closer towards, let's say, up towards this close here. I'd say 327.40s. Look for that to kind of bounce in there and then wash out through the 300. We'll see if this one can keep cracking down. Uh, Look for uh, IPOs to start cracking down too. So EX. EXFY. I think this one's going to start cracking down on the downside. And for that being mentioned, you could take a look at a lot of these. I mean, these IPOs have been 
getting crushed. So just be careful out there with IPOs like coin, I think is going to get crushed today. Um, and I personally would stay away from these uh, payment stocks. Definitely a stay away from me. So let's look at something that you can maybe be trading on the upside. I talked about Sark yesterday um, and I've been talking about this for weeks now. Um, I actually interviewed the person uh, that actually created this ETF, uh, Matthew. So definitely you guys, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out Sark. Sark is short innovation ETF, ARKK. Um, a lot of people can't go short ARKK because the borrowing cost is just way too high. So one way to go about it is to just get SARK. And this could also be a hedge. Um, I think some people are probably using this a hedge for the market right now. And if you can see from this daily, we've been really strong. And ARKK, if that breaks and stays underneath 100, I think this is looking really bad. And this can come down towards the next level. Next level down is 80. And then it's just going to start leaking and looking really bad. We had a chance here at 125 to break out, but really bad turnaround. And now holding that trend line rejection there at 110, now really getting underneath 100 today, it could be an ugly day for Kathy Wood. All right. Uh, what's going on out there? What's up? Uh, Lucid and Macy's short idea for the week. I, I do like that one. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, so the first one that you called out there, uh, I would take a look at Lucid. Let's take a look at Lucid. All right. So it's 923. I'm going to take you guys into the bell at 930. If you guys got a stock you guys want to take a look at, definitely throw it up in the chat. All right. So Lucid, we were looking for it to do what? Have that breakout move. It really was looking great right here. And now you had that turnaround. A lot of these stocks are doing this where it looked like it was going to break out. Like if we if we go back to that Monday chart, look how it wanted to break out and then turned around. Same thing I'm going to expect in Lucid. It looked like it wanted to break out. Now I'm expecting a short through that $49.99. Um, so let's take a closer look at the pre-market. What are we seeing right now? I'm going to look for a bounce towards this resistance here, especially if the SPY gets a little bit of a relief bounce. So I'm looking for a bounce up there towards 51.13, then to go short there. We'll see what happens on Lucid. Uh, let's take a look at, of course, AMC, guys. I know that AMC is a stock that's on a lot of people's radar. Uh, the apes out there, be careful. You know, we had our chance to break out. I've drawn this a chart plenty of times, and I said that right here, we were supposed to break out. And if we broke 40, it was going to be dangerous. And ever since that break of 40, nothing but red candles on AMC. Just be careful. We need to get back up to that 40, and it could be crashing down here and going to the next layer of support. Next layer of support is down towards 1990s or 20. We'll see what happens in AMC. GME is one that I'm going to be looking to lead that trade today. AMC led the trade on the downside yesterday. We'll look for GME to lead it on the downside today. That crack of 200 was very important. This last drive to 250. Failing, now turning around. Same thing that we're seeing in multiple charts. All right, so uh, KR being mentioned in the chat. Kroger is doing good today. Uh, this is in what consumer defensive sectors? So this is an area that we can look at today for a bounce, right? So we can pull up the consumer sector, uh, consumer defensives, and we can see tobacco's up today, household products. Let's look at grocery stores, see what is moving in grocery store. Looks like you got KR, DDL, 
MF and NGVC uh, on the upside today. Of course, KR is the leader. It needs to get back above 43, uh, I think, for a trade today. So if we look at this on the one minute, let's take a look. There you go. You guys are seeing kind of a, a sideways basin pattern here. Uh, looks like it's trying to base here at 42, 47, then get back to 43. We'll look for that breakout in Kroger's to get above that 42.66 and then looking for that push towards 43 in Kroger's. All right, guys, let's see what other stocks being mentioned. I do see MTTR. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an, a, an ability to go short on that stock. The only problem with this one is I, I would look for a little bit of a drive up, but it could just wash out through that 30. Uh, good, good looking chart there for a turnaround. Uh, we'll see what happens right here. is an important price point. I think it's held it before. I would look for maybe a little bit of a bounce here towards 31 and then the flush down through, but we'll see what happens in Matterport. I miss the Spacs attack. Yeah, man. I I miss the Spacs attack family too. You know, one of the things is Chris does cover Spacs on Benzinga Live. So if you want to check out Chris, definitely don't be missing out on Benzinga Live. Normally, it's when we have an interview now. We're not just trying to just do a whole hour on SPACs because, I mean, look at the charts. They're not looking the best, right? So let's keep going, guys. Let's let's keep it going. We got about three minutes to the bell. So let me see what stocks are being mentioned in the chat, and I'll definitely nail it down. What's up? What's up? Mitch slash AB, turn off the PMP banner. Not sure where. Uh, you're seeing the banner at uh, let's go ahead let's take a look there so you're talking about snow all right let's take a look at snow snow is pulling back a little bit after that push in pre-market up towards 360 i think you know you, you want to see this test one more time and then pull back hold the pullbacks i would look at the 15 minute you guys know how Joel loves the 15 minute. I like the one hour also. Those are my favorite charts. So this looks like a nice hourly pullback. We want to see it hold here and then test back up to 360. If not, it could just give up the gains that you saw on the pre-market. All right, I got you. I can take that off. Boom. Thank you. Super SPAC, man. Appreciate the clarity. All right, let's keep going. So Pelantier bottom here. Let's take a look at the Pelantier bottom, see what we've seen. All right, so Pelantir is one that I'll tell you guys. This is a clear example of a company that I feel has really good story, but story isn't everything in this market anymore. For a long time, story was everything in this market. As you're seeing, story is not everything anymore. Evaluations are coming into play, and you need to be paying attention to what? The technicals giving you signs that the fundamentals, even if they're pointing to the upside, aren't going to that upside. And the story with Palantir is a great one. But at the same time, the fundamentals were looking upside, but the technicals weren't here. Uh, Definitely a turnaround there in Palantir uh, and starting to crack. It gave that chance to break out here and it just couldn't hold here on the the support of 20. Now that we're breaking 20, this could come back down, test the next level. Next level I'd give it is somewhere in the 1850s. And if we don't hold there, that's when it really can start coming back down, and I can see it coming back down and testing towards 1611. We'll see what happens in Palantir today. You guys see the circle? I wanted it to get up here, pull lucid, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, guys. 
Sorry to all the Palantir holders. Hey, just calling it high is right now. Uh, so one trade that you guys can look at is oil down trade, right? So I'm be looking for drip to get strong. I traded this one when it was at $5 into the fives, and now it's been pulling back there and strong today. Look for this to continue. You could also trade some oil names short like Chevron. I think it's going to break this 110 and start coming on down. You could also look at MRO. Maybe this one breaks 15 and starts coming down towards 14 today. Uh, definitely, this is an oil trade on the downside. And I think this is actually helping the downside push that we're seeing in the SPY. Where could I see the SPY catching some hold here? I think we might pull back even further down, test the trend line back to like 444s or 445s. We'll see if we get that move today. Uh, but I'm not really feeling bu bullish today uh, here near the open. We'll see if we get a kind of relief rally where it pops and then sells off. That's what I'm kind of expecting. And I'll be looking to take some shorts into that move. ABUS being mentioned, this was one stock that we called out on live trading to the key, literally to the, to the key. So let's go ahead and take a look here. If you see ABUS, uh, we called this one out at 450s. It ended up going all the way up to six. Uh, right now, this one needs to recover the five kind of hold here sideways. Let's take a look at the daily. Daily has it holding right now, but it, it, it feels like it's going to test this low 411. And if it does test that, it could get in, back into the uh, shadow zone, which is over here. So just be careful with this one today, ABUS. All right. So up next guys all access i'm gonna get you guys over to it right now so if you guys want to stick around with me trading what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go over to all access and i'm gonna hang out in the chat so you guys do so yourself maybe you're not so focused on the all access but you just want to trade with us also just come hang out in the chat i'll see you guys there on all access and let's keep the morning going like always traders battle out there because i know it's going to be a tough market so like always just stick to your rules and we'll see you next time on Pre-Market Prep. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.